Hi, this is Betty Lynn Fisher. I'm consumer columnist and medical reporter with the Akron Beacon Journal. And today I'm here with Heather Trunka, um, injury prevention supervisor at Akron Children's Hospital and also state director for the Safe Kids Ohio um, Coalition. Hi, Heather. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm happy to. Can you tell me a little bit? Let's start by telling me a little bit about your job at the hospital and then also Safe Kids. So here at Akron Children's Hospital, I'm in charge of all the unintentional injury prevention programming. So all those things that bring kids to the hospital, whether it be from a bicycle crash, a, a motor vehicle crash, a fall on the playground. So looking at how we can prevent those injuries, um, because we actually don't want to see kids in our emergency room um, because of an unintentional injury or a preventable injury. And one of the programs that I oversee is our car seat program. So providing uh, car seats to families in need, as well as providing uh, uh, car seat checks to anyone in the community. Okay. And one of the reasons that we're today, we're talking about car seat safety. And the reason we're doing this is because you and I were talking um, a couple weeks ago about Halloween candy safety. And I was telling you that I would love to talk to you about a new um, topic. And I thought maybe car seat safety wasn't important, not important, wasn't one that we needed to do as much because my kids are 19 and 21. And this was before the latch system. This was like when it was really hard to put car seats in. And so I thought things had gotten really simple. And you explained to me, I think, um, tell me if I'm wrong, that 70% of car seats are still um, installed incorrectly. That's right. I think uh, a lot of folks just assume they know how to do it. You just click some things together and off you go. And um, car seats have a lot of nuances to them. And every car seat's different. Every car is different. And how those car seats fit in the car are different. So if you don't read the manuals, um, both for your car and for your car seat, you might miss a step and a critical step that might injure your child in a crash. Okay. And so, you know, I think this is an important thing for, you know, um, even those of us that have have had kids relatively recently, it sounds like things have, there have been a lot of things that have changed. And so, you know, new parents, um, aunts and uncles, new grandparents, we shouldn't assume that we know what, what worked for us is still what's working. Right. A lot has changed. Um, car seats have gotten fancier. Um, they've made some really great um, innovations when it comes to um, installing them from our lower anchors, those little connectors, those little buttons in vehicles, um, to just the car seats themselves have a lot of bells and whistles. There's even car seats that turn and rotate uh, 360 degrees now. Um, so a lot has changed, um, and it's always an important topic to kind of come back to um, to make sure that we're up to speed. Okay, and we're going to do a video um, tutorial that will be available online as well um, that's a little bit more visual. But let's talk in general first about car seats and inheriting or borrowing a car seat. So, um, you know, I did not realize car seats expire. Yeah, so car seats expire anywhere on average. Every car seat's different um, from seven years to 10 years on the expiration date. And I always kind of remind folks that, you know, we have those Rubbermaid chairs, those plastic Rubbermaid chairs that we sit out spring, summer, winter, and then that, you know, 4th of July picnic, Aunt Sally sits in that chair and the legs break and down to the ground she goes. That plastic is the same plastic that car seats are made out of, so they're not good for a lifetime. Um, we want to make sure that we're inspecting car seats, ensuring that they're not expired, they're not recalled by the manufacturer for something that happened within the manufacturing process, um, and making sure that our car seats are up to par. They're clean, there's no cracks, the um, styrofoam is still put together. Um, so there's a lot of things that we need to check to make sure our, our kids are riding safely. Okay. And so um, tell me a little bit about, you know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, um, Goodwills and, and donation spots actually don't take car seats. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're, if you're borrowing or if you're, um, you know, 
getting one from a friend, um, how do I know it's safe? Is there, do you, do you have a program where I can come get things checked out? So at Akron Children's, we can't tell you 100% your car seat is safe if it's not brand new and, and straight out of the box. But there's some things that you need to take in consideration. Is it expired? Has and is it, there a label somewhere? There should be a label okay. or a, a stamp in the plastic on okay. each car seat. Um, has the car seat ever been in a crash? Car seats that have been in a crash, even a fender bender, aren't safe to use anymore mm-hmm. and need to be replaced. And then we want to know the history of it. You know, did they use some bleach on the fabric? Did they use um, a chemical on the harness strap? So those are things that we need to know um, before um, you consider using it for your child. Okay, okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, the types of car seats. So uh, you were showing me one that is that that looks to me like a, a, a you know what I would have considered the child to booster seat mm-hmm. car seat, but you were saying it could be up to five pounds. So it's very different than the infant carrier that I used to have. Yeah. So there's a lot of different car seats on the market. So we can start with the infant carrier. The infant carrier is a car seat that has the handle. It only faces the back of the car. You can't turn it forward facing. Typically fitting babies anywhere between four and five pounds up to 22 to 30 pounds. Um, They're very convenient. They're nice because you can take them in and out of the car without uninstalling the car seat the whole time and typically are used from birth to 10 to 12 months. Um, and then the child's outgrown them. The next car seat on the market is a convertible car seat. The convertible car seat that we're going to show you later today on the video goes from five pounds to 65 pounds. It's the only car seat you need from birth to booster seat. It faces the back of the car. And we'll talk about that in a minute about when should you turn your child about forward facing. So it faces the back of the car and then transfers and converts into a forward facing car seat. And that takes the child to a booster seat. Booster seats, there's two types of booster seats out in the market. There's a high back booster that comes up behind the back of the child, and then there's a no back booster that just positions them so that they can wear the adult seat belt properly. And then in between those two, we have a combination car seat, which is a car seat with a harness, and then it it transforms into a belt positioning booster seat. So there's a lot of different car seats on the market, so you need to pay attention when you're purchasing that you're getting the right seat for your child. Right. So really the infant the infant carrier one is really more a preference thing, right? I mean I remember like, you know, a sleeping baby, you don't you don't want to <laughs> it was much easier to move that baby in um in a in a carrier than mm-hmm. if they're, you know, buckled up. Right. And so, you know, there's definitely convenience to the infant carrier. But we also want to make sure that if you are using an infant carrier, that when the baby's sleeping, we bring them in the house, we take them out of the car carrier and get them on that nice flat, firm surface um, for safe sleep. Because we have unfortunately had babies who have passed because they were left to sleep in the car seat, um, which wasn't at the right angle that it is in the car. And their little chins went to their chest and, and they were unable to breathe. So... So that's something important to think about. The convertible car seat stays in the car all the time. Mm-hmm. So if baby's sleeping, um, you have to take the baby out. It's great for baby wearing. If you like to wear your baby, take the baby out of the convertible car seat, right into that that carrier, the wearable carrier, uh, and on the go you go. Okay, so going back to the infant sleeping in the infant's, mm-hmm. uh, infant carrier, um, my kids actually didn't transfer well, even in the even in the infant carrier. So I would just drive. <laughs> so it's the, you're, what you're saying is the the position they're in in that infant carrier in the car is safe to sleep and drive. Right. But if you want to transfer them, don't bring them in 
put them in the living room and then go cook dinner. And yeah, not. and I think that's one of the biggest changes that we've seen since the 90s because the 90s was, you know, never wake a sleeping baby. Um, and, you know, the old school of you leave the baby in the car seat and put the car seat on the floor. But what happens is that car seat rocks to the to an incorrect angle that would push their head forward. Okay. I'm going to get difficult to breathe. Okay. Let's stick with infants and babies. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also <laughs> a new invention since my kids were younger is the, you know, don't put them in the in their bulky snowsuit. But you have the little blanket things that go over yeah. the car seat. Yeah, so one of the things we want to prevent or make sure we're not doing is putting our kids in heavy snowsuits, thick, puffy winter jackets, because what that does... In the car seat. In the car seat. Mm-hmm. It doesn't allow for that to harness to get tight enough against their skin. So what would happen in a crash? So you think your harness is nice and tight. We're in the puffy jacket or the snowsuit. We get into a crash. The puffiness compresses, and then there's a big gap between the child mm-hmm. and the harness, and the child's able to move too much gotcha. and could sustain an injury. So what we want to see is layers, a nice fleece, uh, thin fleece works, and then buckle the harness, tighten it, making sure that you can't pinch more than it, um, any of the fabric, and then putting the blanket around the child mm-hmm. um, and you know putting them on their, um, on their lap. The other thing that can happen is warm your car up. Pre-start your vehicle, make sure the car's warm, and then just that light fleece and tra- and transport, uh, transport them over to and the And I'm car. assuming you would like the blanket probably belly down. I mean, you probably don't want it Right, we don't want it over high. their face, okay. right? And we want to make sure that baby can breathe because we're focused on the road, especially for our littlest babies. We don't want them getting a hold of that blanket and getting it up by their face and then not being able to move it away. Um, and so um, there's some great things in the market. We want to make sure that nothing goes behind the harness. So okay. um, they have, uh, we call them shower cap uh, uh, covers that basically right. snap over the yeah. top. Those are fine. Um, a nice blanket over the handle while you're walking to the car to keep that cold air um, off the baby. But as soon as we snap that uh, infant carrier into the base, we want to take that blanket off so that we we make sure that we can um, okay. see the baby. And so, are, you know, are you talking about like the puffy jackets and stuff? I mean, even as the kids grow up and mm-hmm. are in the boosters, well, uh, the something with the harness? harness. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So um, anytime there's a harness, there should never be a puffy jacket. There's even some strong research that shows us as adults shouldn't have I was just thinking that. Wow. I was just yeah. thinking that. Okay. Because uh, it's going to affect the performance of how that seatbelt holds us um, in the vehicle seat. Okay. So, as, you know, as we get near the cold weather season here in Akron, uh, we want to make sure that, you know, that thin, thin fleece or layers, but not that big puffy jacket and nothing that goes behind the harness. So if you're going to put the blanket on, it's over top of the harness of the car seat, not underneath. Okay. Um, Continuing to talk with the littlest ones, um, uh, you were telling me to my surprise, I, I remember it used to be that you should be rear facing until you're one. Right. And I, I know that, you know, for some, some of my friends and their kids, it, that was really hard. And now it's, did you say it's two? So it depends on each car seat. So okay. we have good, better, best practices when it comes to child passenger safety. So we want to make sure that we are doing the minimum that the car seat manufacturer requires because we are a proper use state here in Ohio. And I won't get into those details, um, but we are required to follow manufacturer uh, guidelines. And so on every car seat, there's a label. Um, and the label is very clear. It's in English and in Spanish. Um, and it tells you the minimum height and weight that a child must be um, before they are forward facing. It also gives you the height and weight uh, for rear facing. Um, so saying how, so this car seat here, the child has to be at least five pounds 
in um, 19 inches. We're looking at a convertible yeah. baby to um, child car seat. Okay. And so to be forward facing in this car seat, a child has to be at least 22 pounds, at least 22 inches, and at least two years old wow. okay. um, before facing the front of the car. And that's in general, um, most car seat manufacturers want a child to be at least two. And the reason behind that is we want to make sure their muscles and they um, structurally within their skeletal system or a are able to withstand a forward facing um, car seat in a vehicle crash. Um, and so um, rear facing is, is safer as far as how the, it's called ride down, how the baby moves um, in, in the event of a crash. And so protecting their head, neck and spine. Okay. And are there, um, you know, there used to be the little baby mirrors that you could kind of let them see you. Are there, yeah. I'm assuming there's better things on There's the market tons these days. Of things on the market. So one of the things we want to make sure um, is, number one, that it's not a distraction for you as a driver. Um, and the other thing is, if it's going to be a rear, uh, near the baby, we want to make sure it's soft. So there are hard plastic um, mirrors out there. There are video cameras. So anything that's in a vehicle in, the cra in a crash is going to fly. If you've ever been in a, in a motor vehicle crash before, Everything from the back comes to the front, and everything in the front comes to the back. And so we want to make sure that we are protecting our babies, making sure that in the event of a crash, that um, they're not in, there's not stuff flying around the vehicle that could potentially hurt the child. Okay, okay. Um, this might be a good opportunity here to like, and again, I, I'm remembering when the when especially when that baby is facing the other way. You know, you're you're busy, they're crying, you're driving, you're trying to reach back and give them a bottle or something. And I mean, obviously it's it's dangerous as you're trying but but it's maddening right to hear your baby crying as you're driving um i just wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about distractions and reaching back while you're driving and things like that so it's important as parents you know we we are the child's parents and we've got to protect them um so if the baby is crying i had a baby who hated being in the car hated being in their car seat and i would find myself having to pull over mm -hmm. um to console him to provide him with a pacifier um and making sure that he's safe um and calm and ready to go and you know um, unfortunately on some drives i'd have to pull over two and three times mm -hmm. um to make sure that he um to calm him down but also making sure that i wasn't turning around the wrong direction, fussing with the blanket, fussing with the pacifier, trying to make sure that my baby um, is calm. And so making sure that we're safe um, when, when, when we're driving. Right, right. Okay. Um, anything else on infants before we move on to car, uh, booster seats? You know, there's a lot of thought of where in the car do we put the baby seat? Mm -hmm. So where do we put the car seat? Well, some say in the middle. And really it comes down to each individual car. And do you want to use the lower anchors, those little hooks, or do you want to use the seatbelt? Not all vehicle manufacturers allow for the car seat to go in the middle seating position. So we have to look at your vehicle owner's manual tell it, for it to tell us where to put a car seat. And then also the car seat, manu car seat manufacturer's uh, instructions on where we should put the car seat. Okay. And we'll go into this a little bit more about installation and, and the help that you can offer. Because also then, you know, you have one child, but then you have two children. And then where do you put those two children? So it, it gets a little bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about booster seats, um, I know, you know, a lot of them, um, people are using these convertible ones. Mm -hmm. So if like, for instance, the one we're looking at, you were saying is the one car seat you need and you can use the whole whole thing until, but you know, sometimes those little 
uh, little bench thing, the little seats, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe as the kid gets older, they're like, I'm too big for a car seat. So maybe this makes them feel a little older. Yeah. So booster seats are great. Um, so, uh, most booster seats require you to be at least four years old and 40 pounds, uh, and be able, the big kicker here is able to sit still <laughs> in the booster seat. And I don't know about you, but I don't know many four year olds who are just four right. are able to sit still right. and maintain the position with the seatbelt. Um, so we want to make sure that they are mature enough to be able to, to relatively sit still um, in that booster seat. In Ohio, um, to graduate from the booster seat, you have to be at least eight years old or four foot nine. Um, and we see, especially in this area, kids who are graduated to the adult seatbelt with no booster seat way too early. And so this doesn't have to do with weight. It has to do with height. Height. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so um, with, there's also something called the five-step test that kids need to pass before they graduate out of the booster seat. And some kids don't pass the five-step test until they're 10 years old. So the five-step test, I remember it, it's easy to remember by back-to-back, crack-to-crack. So the back of the child's back is against the back of the vehicle seat. Their bottom is against the crack in the car seat. Their knees bend where the end of the car, the vehicle seat is, feet flat on the floor, and seatbelt hitting them midway between their neck and their shoulder. And so until you can pass all five of those, you shouldn't be riding without a booster seat. Okay. Um, And then what about front seat? Front seat. This is a hot topic, Mm. let me tell you, especially anyone with an 11 and 12-year-old. So the recommendation from the American Academy of Pediatrics as well as Safe Kids and the National uh, Child Passenger Safety Board is that kids not ride in the front seat until they are 13 years old. So everybody's in the back until 13. And no height or weight? No height or weight. So it really comes down to... Um, once they've entered puberty, their bone fusion has happened, their skeletal system could withstand the impact of a front airbag. Mm. Um, so for any of you that have been in a motor vehicle crash and have experienced mm. an yeah. airbag, it is violent. Mm. And we want to make sure that our kids' bodies are prepared to take that crash force. And none of us set out on a Tuesday afternoon and think, today's a great day to get into a car crash. Right. I'm going to make sure my kid's in the back seat. everybody's buckled up right. We're never prepared for that. So making sure that we're taking these steps to ensure our child's safety in case we're ever in a crash. And that should be every time we get into the car that we're thinking, we could potentially be in a crash today. So I need to make sure I'm taking these steps right. to ensure the safety of my kids. What about a petite um, 13 year old or even a petite adult. You know, a lot of times there's people that are, um, you know, it, the, that seatbelt's coming up a little too high on their neck. So a lot of vehicle, vehicle manufacturers have gotten much better. And so we've got that adjuster on the side mm, yes. um, okay. so that you can adjust the seatbelt so that it's hitting you midway between the neck and the shoulder. The one thing that we want to avoid is if it, the seatbelt's coming across a kid's neck, what are they going to do? They're going to put their arm and put it underneath their arm or they're going to put it behind their back. And that does not yield well. In a crash, right? Front or back seat, um, front anywhere, or right? back seat, right? Okay. Um, those are some pretty catastrophic injuries that we see. Um, so we want to make sure, you know, we have belt positioning boosters. Um, do I? Are thirteen-year-olds riding in a booster? Some might be if they're really little, um, if they're very petite. And if that's the case, you're not ever doing a booster in the front seat, right? So if you're in a booster, you should be in the back seat. We should be always in the back seat. But sometimes there's instances where kids have to be in the front seat. Mom, a single mom, four kids, sure, sure, in a Ford Fusion. Okay, um, so there's instances that that may have to happen, but that's not ideal. Okay, 
Okay. Um, this is going to be a lot easier to, to show in the video that will connect with this, but um, let's talk kind of very briefly about, um, you were mentioning sometimes there's latches, sometimes there's seatbelts. And sure. I think this is also the great opportunity to talk about how you have a program where people can just make free appointments and you can help them. Right. Here at Akron Children's Hospital, we have nationally certified child passenger safety technicians who have gone through a 32-hour course um, to learn everything about car seats and can assist parents with making sure their car seat is installed properly. So there's two avenues for installing car seats. You can use what's called the latch system, lower anchors and top tether for children. So those are those little hooks that come on car seats. We call them little sharks. Um, and so those are the ones that hook into the bottom of your um, vehicle seat at the crack. And there's little bars in there that those hook onto. And then if they're forward facing, a top tether that goes over top of the car seat that hooks on the back of the vehicle seat. Sometimes they're on the back um, floor of the cargo area. So ensuring, and what that does is it controls how much the car seat can move forward mm -hmm. in a vehicle crash. For rear, and you can also use a seatbelt. Both are equally safe. So one's not better than the other, um, but using them properly is what's important. One of the most common car seat mistakes that we see is that parents install the car seat using the seatbelt, but forget to lock the seatbelt. And there's a mechanism that we'll show you um, when we do the video installation of how to lock a seatbelt to ensure. And how we can usually tell that it happens is mom and dad take a right turn and whoop, mm. the car seat tips right over. And so we know that that car seat seatbelt has not been locked. Um, and so there's nuances to installing them. And so I would encourage folks to reach out to local child passenger safety technicians to ensure their car seat is installed properly. There's many fire departments in the area and a few police departments um, where you can reach out or you can reach out to us here at Akron Children's Hospital. Uh, we're here Monday through Friday and are always willing to ensure that parents have their car seats installed properly. Do you know the website or the phone number handy? Sure. So our phone number um, for our car seat hotline is 330 543 8942, or you can check us out at car seats. Okay. And so would that be probably the first place for people to go and other links to like other lo locations to find out if their local fire department um, might have a technician? Right. So if you call our uh, line and you tell us you're from Copley, we're, we're going to offer to do the car seat check from you, or we're going to say, hey, you know what? Copley Fire has car seat technicians as well as Norton Fire and Twinsburg Police. And okay. um, we've got friends across the network. Um, that we can refer to you um, more uh, if you're more local. Up in Hudson, we've got great friends at the fire department. Um, so there's lots of technicians in the area that we can ensure we can refer you to. Okay. And does Safe Kids also have some links too? Um, if you can check out safekids.org um, and you can do find a technician okay. and they can, um, there might be some technicians in your area that aren't affiliated with police or fire departments that are doing seat checks as well. Okay. And that might include some AAA Absolutely. technicians. Mm -hmm. And safekids.org would be like, let's say, you know, grandma's in in Oregon, so she might be able to find. Uh, Absolutely, okay. you can break it down by state um, and then zip code, and and they'll get you a technician um, as close to you. Okay, um, what else haven't we touched on that you want to make sure we do? Goodness, I think um, you know one of the things that we see a lot is um, not reading the owner's manual of your of your car seat. Um, if you're ever going to read an owner's manual, it should be of your mm, car seat. Okay. Um, it has all of the ins and outs, every detail that you could ever think of, more details than you wanted to know on how to properly install your car seat. So maybe you're, you're due tomorrow. 
to have your baby and you want to make sure your car seat's installed properly and you're not available to get to a technician, read your owner's manual. It's going to walk you through step-by-step step on how to properly install your car seat. Um, some other quick things to think about is making sure that the harness is tight against your child. We want to make sure that you can't pinch any fabric up near the shoulder. Um, to ensure fabric of their clothes? The fabric of the, of the car seat. Oh, okay. So we want to make sure that you can't pinch any of the fabric oh, of the harness of the actual belt part. Okay. to ensure that um, the car seat is, is tight enough, the harness is tight enough on the child. Um, other thing is, too, is we love to, you know, make sure our kids are happy and safe, and especially in the infant carrier, hard toys on the handle. Um, those are a no-no, mm -hmm. because think about what would happen in a crash. Um, those <laughs> sure. hard toys are going to go flying. Um, so making sure that what we have in the car seat is soft and, and it's not going to harm a child um, in, the, in the event of a crash. Okay. Um, car seats are not cheap. Um, no. Are there resources that, like, if somebody, you know, needed some help to, to buy a car seat, can they reach out to you? And Absolutely. Okay. So we want to, um, the same phone number, that 330-543-8942 is our car seat hotline number. If you are income eligible, receive any sort of government assistance, or even eligible for government assistance, and maybe you haven't signed up yet, you're eligible for our discount car seat program here at the hospital. And so we provide car seats at a great discount um, for families. And then also um, we do have some grant funding that if you're unable to afford that we can cover the cost of your seat. Okay. Thank you so much. This is, uh, you know, this is great information. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you.